Wrexham are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you all so much for joining me today. For those who are new to the podcast, this is a podcast where I, as a filmmaker, analyze the show Welcome to Wrexham. And as a fan of Wrexham, AFC, I also comment on the games, on Wrexham News. Um, I just follow them as we climb the ladder to um, climb the ladder in the EFL. So, um, if you'd like to come along for that journey, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you'd want. Um, this will eventually be a video podcast on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, etc. So uh, you'll be able to subscribe on there as well if you prefer to take in your podcasts on those platforms. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, if you like what I'm doing, leave a rating, um, leave a review. If you don't like what I'm doing, how about just email me or send me a message on uh, uh, Twitter or Instagram. Uh, my handle is WXMTexan, Rexum Texan. And my email address is director at peacefulcproductions.com. And today, we're, I'm analyzing and commenting on season one, episode 13 of Welcome to Wrexham, titled Worst Team in the League. And let's just get right into it. Um, start off with uh, talking to physio, uh, Jimma Bamford, um, and you know her whole experience working with Wrexham. She's been there for a few years, but this is her first season with the first team. And Kevin Mulholland is the primary physio. Um, and we get a little more of Kevin, I believe, in the next episode. Um, we've seen we've seen him and Gemma around before in the series, but uh, nothing substantial. And then I think Kevin <laughs> Kevin gets some funny moments in the next episode. So uh, one of the next two episodes, I don't really remember which one. But uh, yeah, the one the one takeaway from the beginning from the pre titles. Uh, intro is that Gemma doesn't like dealing with feet, which being a physio for soccer, <laughs> for football, uh, seems like that's kind of a requirement. You kind of have to be okay dealing with feet because that's literally how the game is played. So Gemma, I hope that's working out for you. <laughs> uh, I hope, uh, you know, working with these players feet is not too terrible for you. All right, we then launch into the actual uh, storyline. Five straight victories going into March to get them into third place. Sean Winter is talking about Rob Layton with Wayne Jones just after the narration from the docuseries. Or no, not narration. It was a, I believe it was a radio broadcast. Somebody had said, you know, as long as we can stay healthy. So like immediately, it's not subtle at all. Like you immediately know that something bad is about to happen to Rob Layton because they're talking about Layton being awesome. And they just mentioned that the team needs to stay healthy. So it's not it's 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 a foreshadowing, but it's just right in your face. Very on the nose. I would consider it uh, poor filmmaking. 
um, if you're trying to have a story um, that people can't just guess. Uh, but you know, there, there is something to be said about knowing what's going to happen or like thinking, you know, what's going to happen and then it happening. There's something to be said about that. That's a, definitely a style of filmmaking where you're, I don't know, you're still disappointed once Rob gets hurt here in a little while, but, um, I don't care for having audio that's talking about, we need all the players to stay healthy. And then immediately cutting to Sean Winter and Wayne talking about Rob Layton being the most important thing and being an awesome goalie. It's just, it's so obvious what's about to happen. Um, let's see. Then we cut to Rob in the, in the physio room talking about how he's going to need surgery at some point. I believe it's meniscus related, but it doesn't need to be till after the season. Um, and so I don't know. I guess you might think that that was a misdirect and you might think, Oh, well, if that's, you know, if that's all that's needed, then that's, that's fine. And then maybe the, the injury later on comes as a shock and a real annoyance, which, you know, it is a massive annoyance, freaking annoying as crap, but, um, yeah, this, this episode's pretty much all about the goalies, the goalie. So a story would be, um, yeah, a story would be the goalkeeper situation. B story would be Cameron green, which there's a potential that you could flip those two a and B might be flipped, but we spend, spend about the same amount of time on both stories. So, but the, the one that, the one that's introduced first is the goalkeeper story. And we kind of do dive into Rob and Christian and the aftermath of that. So yeah, I'd say the A story of this episode is goalkeepers. The B story is Cameron green slash just transfer, like transfer culture as well. Um, and C story is, is there even a C story? C story once again, I think it's just the 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 goings on in the league and like what's happening um, with the broader story of the entire uh, series. So, um, and I guess I guess there is an argument to be made that the whole team and everything that's happening throughout the season could be the A story in every episode because it's kind of the underlying, obviously, the underlying thing of the underlying point of this entire series. So that could be the A story for everything, but generally they focus, they have like primary focuses each episode on two or three other things besides the, the primary story. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, one of the most endearing scenes in this, <laughs> in this episode was when Dibble and Layton, and I forget who was in the front seat, but, uh, came out, from the from the stadium and we're getting their picture taken by this sweet little old lady who just wanted pictures of them for her grandson and uh just like no shame not not bashful at all just like can i take your picture can i take your picture who's that can i take his picture is he a player can i take his picture freaking adorable what a i mean endearing scene great scene it's just really funny to to watch that um, we then 
we then go to the 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 B story, which is Cameron Green um, being unsatisfied with with what has been going on um, in his career. He thought he was going to get a chance to play uh, more often. Apparently, he started in the FA Cup, and Parkey said that he was one of the better players, supposedly. I have no idea. This is what he said, so that, that could be the case. And then since then, he hasn't started. He's pretty much gone in when they're losing or when they absolutely need another player to go in. So, um, you know, it's tough. I understand not playing. Um, you know, the last time I played, like, in a... I mean, I play in competitive leagues in in basketball and football, uh, American football, and then some more recreational leagues in, in soccer right now. Um, but the last time I played like super organized sports was in high school. Um, and man, I got benched and sitting there on the bench for forever. I mean, he didn't even play me on senior night, which if you don't know what senior night is, it's basically uh, the final home game is senior night, and you're supposed to, as a coach, it's high school sports. As a coach, you're supposed to play all of your seniors. Um, so they get a little time on the court in front of everybody and get to, you know, get to play in the game. And we were getting smoked, and he still didn't put me in. So I got to, you know, the only uh, small grudge that I have ever held in my life is against my high school basketball coach. Which I guess I should probably let go of at some point, but I just think it's ridiculous um, that that I didn't get played. Uh, yeah, there's a picture of me with tears in my eyes on the sideline, and it's depressing. And just, I mean, what a little baby I was in high school. So whatever. Um, but yeah, Cameron Green not playing. I completely understand that. It's no fun. You'd want to go to another place where you get a shot. It is great that he and uh, Tyler French and Daniel Jarvis are playing FIFA all the time um, in their spare time. I love that. They've got the three TV set up in one room where they're all in there playing. It's, it's so much fun. I love that stuff. We used to do that with uh, the game uh, Halo when I was in high school. Uh, we would, during like study hall and lunch, and this one other free period, we would rush off to our friend's house who was nearby, play Halo for two hours, and then rush back to the school. It was awesome. I love doing that. Um, we'd have two TVs, one in each room, and we'd just be four on four yelling at each other through the wall, trying to you know murder each other in that game. So I, I, I love this setup. Um, he mentions that his mental stability is next to zero, which... You know, you got to take care of yourself. Like, don't try not to get to that point. Um, I understand being frustrated, but don't let your mental stability go to zero. That that doesn't sound great. There are things you can do to combat that. Um, Daniel Jarvis seems like the voice of reason in this scenario, and he just says, try to stay positive. We then cut to the devastating moment versus Bromley away Leighton has a great save and then deflected into another player, which he rushes over, tries to stop the ball again, and gets pummeled. And it's immediate. 
um, immediate distress, and uh, it's clear that he is not not coming back. And the dumbest thing I think with <laughs> injuries is when they are not a leg or foot injury, and you get carted off on a stretcher. I mean, he was literally just holding his wrist, and he's carted off on a daggum stretcher. It's dumb. I don't care for it. I wouldn't want to be carted off on a stretcher. It seems like they make you get carted off, though, or they're strong, like heavily uh, nudge you in that direction. <laughs> so aside from that, um, massive injury to Leighton. It's miserable. They end up tying with Bromley away. It's a draw, 0-0. Zero, zero. And Rob gets the news from his doctor that it's a dislocated wrist, which is one of the worst injuries that can happen to a wrist. And... Um, mentions i mean just mentions almost in passing that it could be it's a potential career ending injury and man can you imagine being on the phone on the phone call for that and then being you being told you might not ever play soccer again because of one split second moment that happened on the field on the pitch the day before gosh that would be a terrifying moment Rob Rob does seem to take everything well. He uh, seems to not let it affect his. I don't know. He he seems adaptable, and he seems like he just takes the punches as they come. He rolls with the punches, um, whatever whatever phrase you want to use for that. But yeah, we then uh, you know we're then told it's now an opportunity for Dibble, and Parky has all the faith in Dibble. Um, a lot of fans clearly don't have faith in Dibble. Uh, he has had bad games in the past and gotten some online hate and probably some in-person hate, knowing uh, knowing how UK fans are of soccer, <laughs> how Welsh and British people are with 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 football. Um, I guarantee you, there's some in-person, in-game hate that he gets spewed at him on a regular basis when he's in goal. The only, like, if I had any advice, and this is advice that, um, if anybody listens to Joe Rogan's podcast, he says this all the time. Stop reading the comments. Don't read the comments online. There's literally no reason to. That is something that will, if you're, if you're a celebrity, if you're someone in a position where you're getting a lot of attention, just don't read the comments. Just keep doing you. And don't read, don't read all the dumb things that people spew from their couches sitting at home who have nothing to do with anything in your life. It's literally only a negative thing. Like it, it will never affect you positively uh, to read negative comments. <laughs> like there are, I, uh, well, let me clarify. There are some people that thrive off of negative comments. Uh, Walter Goggins, no, not Walter Goggins. Um, David Goggins comes to mind. Um, that dude's a freaking animal though. He's of a different nature. So just don't read the comments, Dibble. Just don't. Like, I know you're going to get hate in the game and that's, you know, I prefer people not do that either. I don't think much good comes from it. I don't think that's going to build confidence. Um, there's a story about a baseball player here in the U.S. I forget who it was, but he was a good hitter. Okay, he's a really good hitter. He went on a super cold streak 
and he went from batting second or third in the lineup, which is, you know, where your top players bat um, at. And he, he got over the season by like mid to, you know, second half of the season, he was batting eighth or ninth, which is where your worst hitters go. And the amount of confidence that that would take away from you is, uh, is staggering. But there was a fan, a massive fan of this, of this team. And he posted a video of himself saying, let's try something different. Let's give this guy a standing ovation and nothing but praise every time he comes to the plate. And that's what they did. The entire stadium, every single time this guy would come to the plate, they would give him a standing ovation. And within, I believe it was within a few weeks, his batting average was back up to where it was before, and he was absolutely crushing it. So the amount of negativity that spewed at players, I don't think any of it is constructive. A player knows when he's doing poorly. He doesn't need you to tell him that he's doing poorly. Um, and like, obviously I'm guilty of this too. I've done it. I've, I've said that people are crap online and people should, you know, be fired and all this stuff. And I'm working on that as well. Um, but obviously a player knows when he is, when he or she is doing poorly and not living up to what they should be living up to. So why are you piling on? How about some constructive criticism? How about some uh, praise or some encouragement for a player that is trying his best to do well for you and your club. How about that? Um, I think that's a much better route to go. I think it's far better and healthier for everybody involved. Um, leaning so much on negativity, man, that's just going to eat you alive. It's going to eat your players alive. It's going to eat, it, it, it's just, it erodes happiness confidence, um, health in general, like it, it just that much negativity is, is problematic. So I feel for Christian here. Yes. He's doing a poor job. Yes. He knows it. <laughs> it's not like he's oblivious to the fact that letting in goals is a bad thing. This is not new. <laughs> he understands that, but I will say Christian, don't read the comments online. You know, if you have to deal with it in person, deal with it in person, but don't read the comments online because it's not going to do you any good. All right. Then we go to one of the craziest games in the history of Wrexham, from what I can tell. I've, I've looked through a bunch of the history of Wrexham. This is one of the craziest games that's ever happened. It's versus Dover at home at the race course ground. And Dover is the absolute worst team in the league. And for this game, Rob and Ryan call basically comment on the game um, during this uh, during this episode of the show, and it starts out great. 1-0, thanks to Mullen. 2-0, thanks to Jones. Is it in the bag? Nope. Dover goes on a five nothing run. So for the next, I guess uh, I don't remember when Jones scored. They mentioned it. Maybe for the next like. 30 to 40 minutes after Jones scores. Dover scores five goals, making it 5-2 in the 63rd minute. You know, obviously Dibble gave up five. He's unhappy. The fans are unhappy. Everybody's unhappy. 60 th 66th minute, 
decibel meter introduced for what Rob and Ryan say is no particular reason. <laughs> Four or five. Um, Davis with the free, uh, the meter just skyrockets. It's uh, Mark Griffiths is screaming his face off. It, listen to that guy. Man, I love Mark Griffiths. That dude is awesome. Um, Davis with a free kick right into the back of the net. It's 5-5. Five, five. We're now heavily on the attack. We're getting chances to score, um, and we're just not capitalizing on them. But then in the 97th minute, we get a corner, launches it into the box, gets deflected, and Mullen knocks it in to go up 6-5. Chills, chills. I get chills just talking about it because it was so dang good. Um, stadium goes nuts. Mark Griffiths goes nuts. Everybody goes nuts. The game is over. We've won six to five. What a game. Annette is hoarse and buzzing, according to her. <laughs> um, there's a lot of hating on Dibble going on. Even Wayne Jones gets in on it. Um, to be fair, hilarious joke. Uh, spent 12 pounds on a pint because he's dropped three already. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's a funny joke. Like, even I, uh, even if it was at my expense, I would find that to be pretty dang funny. So, uh, yeah. The, uh, Annette believes that the town is now uh, in full support of the team, of the club, and there's a good rapport between the fans and the players. Um, there's, uh, there's basically belief in the town again. And... People think that, yes, we can do it. We're going to get there. We're going to get promoted. We then end with the B story of the episode, which is Cameron Green. Davis starts talking about the cutthroat nature of football and how things can change for you personally very quickly. You can be involved in a club, attached to a club, have tons of friends in a club that you're playing for, and then all of a sudden you're sold to another team or you're cut and you have to go across the entire country to play for a different club in a completely new environment with new people, basically restarting um, basically restarting your life at that point, um, at least your soccer life, so your football life. So we then cut back. So we were in March. Now we're back at the January 31st, back at January 31st, just before the transfer window closes, Cameron Green gets sold to St. Albans City, where he is put in the starting lineup immediately. Um, Barkey is great with him. He does it, he does phenomenally on explaining, you know, why he's being let go and, you know, why he wasn't playing there for, you know, this part of the season and. Uh, on his way out, he gets nothing but congrats from teammates, hugs from the staff. Uh, he even gets love from the cameraman. And uh, yeah, he kind of just drives off. And that's the last you kind of see of Cameron Green. I want, yeah, I need to look up how he's doing now. See, see what's going on with his career. Because, uh, you know, you kind of like him. You kind of like him. And you understand where he's coming from. You understand his complaints. And... You know, he just wants to play soccer. He said he doesn't care about the money. He just wants to play. He just wants to play football. So, um, 
yeah, and that's kind of where the episode ends. Like I said, they did not disguise the fact that Rob Layton was going to get injured. Um, it was clearly going to be something bad happening in this episode since health was mentioned at the beginning of it. So not my favorite style of filmmaking, but still, it was good. It was a great episode. Enjoyed it. That game versus Dover at home. Chills every time. Phenomenal way of cutting that together. I maybe would have spent a little longer on the Dover game in this episode, but hey, that's me. I kind of want to watch this show and see more football getting played. Um, not everyone feels that way, and clearly the editors and the producers of the show didn't feel that way, so it is what it is. But yeah, great episode. Loved it. It's called the worst team in the league because we were playing Dover at home, who was the worst team in the league um, by far. <laughs> so that'll be it for this episode, y'all. If you enjoyed it, if you want to keep listening, please subscribe. Um, I'm out on all major podcast platforms coming to YouTube and Rumble and Odyssey soon. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, yeah, go follow me on Instagram and Twitter. We've got a match coming up on Saturday, which I'm pretty stoked about. And I will be on Instagram and Twitter, um, tweeting about it, posting about it, uh, doing hopefully some videos and pictures tomorrow. Um, so yeah, go follow me on there. WXM Texan. You can also email me director at peacefulcproductions.com for any comments, concerns, questions, or, you know, if you want to come on the show as a guest, I'm happy to have you. So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Up the town. And if you knock my soul with all your strength, you're going to find it. You're going to find it.